Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today, I am really pleased to have with me on the line Marvin Storm. Marvin is an author, exit strategist, and host of the Business Exit Stories Podcast. His primary focus is helping entrepreneurs maximize their value of their companies before selling. Marvin is deeply familiar with the process of positioning companies for sale due to his professional experiences and his countless conversations with other entrepreneurs. On this episode, we will teach you the valuable process of creating an exit strategy while sharing Marvin's best advice for selling your business. Martin, thank you so much for joining me today and welcome to the show. All right. Well, it's great to be here. I'm looking forward to the discussion. Sure. So I wanted to take a minute though to get a little bit of a background of how you got to where you are today. So as the managing director of Blackstone Hathaway, you already have a business where you are on the daily helping entrepreneurs through this process. Can you please give us a little bit of a background of how you got to where you are today and also how this podcast started for you? Well, it does an interesting journey. You know, like most entrepreneurs out there, I've had several different types of businesses over my career. And the last one that I had uh, was kind of a different scale than a lot of my previous ventures. And I went through a process where I, you know, brought in private equity and, you know, had boards of directors and bankers that I was dealing with on a regular basis. And, you know, when it came time to exit, I hadn't been down that road before, although I'd had some previous a smaller exit. This was at a different scale. And if I'd have been a little bit better prepared for that and have known, you know, kind of the twist and bends on that journey, I could have probably come out a little bit better for myself. And then when I did step away from my business, I, I got to thinking about that process and thought there are probably a lot of other people out there in my shoes, uh, you know, that haven't been through an exit, whether it's a small one or a larger one. Uh, you don't get too many times to stand at the plate and swing at that that ball, you know, and if you botch it or strike out, it can be devastating uh, for yourself and your family and the people that work for you sometimes. And so you really need to have some insight into that process. And so I decided that I would, you know, use my own experience and uh, really create a podcast and talk to other people that have had that experience. So my podcast is a little bit different in that we talk to the deal makers, the M&A professionals, investment bankers, attorneys, you know, transaction attorneys, CPAs as such, and they share their deal stories, the good ones that turned out really well and those that didn't turn out so great and and some of the takeaways from that. And so uh, it just provides those 
entrepreneurs and business owners out there some insight into things that they really don't have an opportunity to see on a day-to-day basis. And it's been uh, enormously helpful for those who are just starting to think about that process of stepping away from something they've worked for years, decades, in some cases, a lifetime to create. They want to be able to monetize that value at, at the peak valuation that they can. You know what's really interesting about these types of exit strategies is that no two deals are the same, right? It, just like no two businesses are the same. You really need to come at this with a customized process, right? There's th- This isn't something that you could just walk in like, okay, I'm going to help you sell this business for X, Y, and Z. It doesn't always work like that. How does that look in your world when you're, uh, when you're evaluating somebody who comes into your wheelhouse and you need to figure out is this business even worth selling? And then how much can you figure out the valuation for it? Well, there is a process. It's like anything else. Uh, Sometimes, um, you know, people just don't give the entire process any consideration at all. They will spend, you know, hundreds of hours, if not a thousand hours, figuring out their market and how they got to have their business plan and the financing and all those things that go into growing and scaling a successful business. Uh, But they don't give 10 minutes thinking about how they're actually going to step away and monetize all that hard work that they've spent decades creating. And that's really the process. It's really zeroing in when someone comes in and wants to chat a little bit about where they are in their journey and uh, that they're thinking about now of the process of selling their business. You really want to find out, you know, what their motivations are, where they are in that process, what they've done to prepare, if anything. Uh, And the interesting thing is that most people get driven to an exit or a sale by events that happen unexpectedly. Uh, People are so engaged in their business, growing it and scaling it. um, They don't really have the time uh, to think about uh, that eventuality years down the road where they may have to sell the business. And sometimes an unexpected illness or a death or a problem with a partner, uh, you know, things like that uh, come up unexpectedly. And if you're caught flat-footed, a lot of that value that you've created can sort of disappear uh, very quickly if you aren't prepared and then the starting block's ready to go. That's re- it's really interesting that you say that because I have uh, interviewed a number of accountants and financial professionals on this show that have talked about what is required to uh, you know to make something like this fruitful for you know for both parties not only the one that's selling but also the one that's buying because you need to look at the buyer's perspective as well and you really need to make it a win-win situation. How do you help entrepreneurs figure that part out not only to get the most amount of money that they want out of their business or what they think that it's worth, but also to ensure that you can have a good clean sale that that actually makes sense for the seller as well. Well, you really hit the nail on the head there. So often, uh, you know, entrepreneurs and owners of businesses, they they look at the world through their eyeglasses. You know, they, they see the world that, that they're going to sell their business and try to optimize the value. They don't really take time to uh, think about what the person on the other side of the table is looking at. And I've often asked entrepreneurs, you know, would you buy your business today in the condition that it's in? If you were the buyer, uh, would you buy your own business? And sometimes they kind of look down at the table and sheepishly say, you know what, you know, I probably wouldn't, or I wouldn't pay as much as I'm asking for it because you have to kind of view the world through who is looking at your business. So that opens up a whole whole new line of 
thought on how you perceive what your business is really worth. And quite frankly, who the buyer of those businesses are, whether you're a small business, a larger business, uh, that one that's you're still scaling and growing, or maybe you've reached that peak and you're, you've kind of crested that revenue growth and uh, sales are starting to ebb off. I, there are different type of buyers that uh, are keyed into those type of metrics. And sometimes someone stepping in is kind of like a refounder. You know, you're the primary founder, you got the business going. Sometimes and be able to take the business to the next level, it's a different type of skill set and personality. And I've often referred to this as a refounder, someone that can come in and re-energize the business and use different skills and strategies to take it to the next level. And so you really have to know who that buyer is going to be and the type of buyer so that you can position the business appropriately. You know what's interesting about that uh, last statement that you made is that a lot of owners are usually the main drivers of their business, right? They're usually the ones making the most sales. They may have a sales team, but it's usually the owner and the owner's personality and the owner's network that comes into play as they're building up it, you know, as they're building up this practice. And I would imagine that this would happen also with, uh, you know, with doctors and other medical practitioners and, you know, and, and attorneys where they need to not only think about who is going to buy my practice and keep it going, but who is going to replace me as the main driver, the main personality, the face of this business that I'm trying to sell. How do you help people get through that, that initial roadblock of replacing the personality so that they can step in and actively take over? Over the business once it's sold. Well, for professionals, you know, people that uh, have high skill set, uh, and they are the personality, the the expertise in the business, and they do most of the selling. Uh, you, if you want to optimize the value of your business, uh, you really want to spread your foundation a little bit further. In fact, uh, I am working with a cardiovascular uh, surgeon, and he is. Um, a practice that he has, and he is the revenue driver of that business. Uh, obviously, he's well paid. He makes a boatload of money because of his uh, skill set and the knowledge that he has. But we've really started working with him to understand that he needs to be able to replace himself and bring in other cardiologists so that when a larger hospital or someone else that's going to be the buyer of the business, they aren't really depending on him. He has created an entity with other people that generate revenue. And that's kind of a difficult concept for professionals sometimes to get their head around. And so we're working with him really to try to position his business to be an actual business and not him as the practice. And I don't care if you are selling widgets, you know, if you are the rainmaker and you're the only one that can really drive revenue, then you have to find someone that can step into your shoes and fulfill the same role that you're filling. Uh, However, if you create an entity that has other people that are generating revenue and you don't have to be there on a day-to-day basis, you open up the window to a whole group of other types of buyers that will actually pay a lot more for your business than just you. Because the universe of buyers to step into your shoes is much smaller than you might think. But once you open it up and have an actual entity that is creating the revenue and not just you, then you have 
two, three, five times the uh, interest from buyers and different type of buyers that will pay a higher multiple and a lot more value for your business because you're not the person that needs to be there on a day-to-day basis. Uh, that's a really interesting point. I wanted to ask you though, how does this work though when your business has partners, right? Now in some businesses, it could be 50-50 or it could be like, I, I don't know, some some inequitable split. And if one partner isn't pulling the weight of the other, that could create some drama, you know, just within the organization, even before you start talking about exit strategies and valuations. How do you guide businesses that have partners that have this existing drama going on in order to help them get the business in shape so that it can be presented for sale? Well, drama is probably the right word there. It's probably the operative word. Uh, Drama is really created by a lack of focus and a lack of roles of responsibilities. Often you have founders that have completely different roles and responsibilities and they understand those roles and responsibilities. And you have a lot less, as you said, drama when you have defined roles and responsibilities. The problems become come when the personal motivations and goals of the founders change. I have personal experience in this. Having been in a partnership, I had a co-founder at one point in time. And I, you know, was able to uh, have a successful relationship for years. But over time, uh, our life goals changed. And when our life goals changed, one partner started spending a lot more time away from the business and the other partner has to pick up that you know, slack. And that's where you get the friction and the uh, lack of uh, cohesiveness in the business. And that creates the problems. And so when you have situations like that, you kind of have to work through and define, uh, you know, what the goals are. And in a lot of situations, one partner will step away and take a lesser percentage or a lower equity participation in the business because his life goals have changed. And uh, we can create a scenario where one partner can buy it out or, you know, we actually set the strategy on how to be able to create the environment where both partners are kind of rowing in unison then, even though that their life goals have changed. So what happens when these partners have these different focuses going on, right? That one just wants to cash out and be done with it. The other one wants to grow the business or be able to, you know, create these higher multiples. Is there a way then to sort of freeze one of the partners out so that you can uh, move forward and reduce the level of drama that is, you know, that is inherent in making the sale so that it, so that the business will actually be more sellable as opposed to inheriting a bunch of problems? problems that, uh, you know, may come with the new buyer. Well, that's where the art of uh, selling a business really uh, takes place is that, you know, you aren't the only one if you're, if you have a partnership that has these type of problems that you've outlined and that we've discussed here, uh, this isn't the first time this happened. There are methodologies, there are processes, there are agreements, and there are strategies that uh, are, are very workable and meets the needs of the, you know, the more active, aggressive partner as well as those that want to kind of step away from the business and spend more time away from the business. And then once you have that uh, initial understanding in place, then you know the type of buyer 
that you're looking for and uh, what uh, you can do to set the stage uh, for a successful transition out of the business for both partners. Uh, one partner may be able to stay on and help grow the business after it's sold and maintain an equity participation in the new entity or the new buyer's uh, you know, view of, the, of taking your business to the next level while one partner cashes out and kind of walks away. But all of those things have to be really talked through and worked out and agreements put in place so that both parties' goals and objectives are met. And if you can do that, uh, there's really no type of situation that's too difficult to overcome. Amazing advice. Thank you so much for sharing that. Marvin, can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about you and your business, how they can listen to your podcast, and how they can reach out to you directly if they want to learn more? Yeah, I think the best thing for anybody out there that has a business that may have been thinking about exiting and are starting to get that frame of mind uh, and kind of want to know what to do next, probably the best thing to do is just go to the podcast. It's businessexitstories.com. There are just hundreds of stories on there. And I've had people say, oh, gee, I don't want to turn out like that guy. You know, he's he's just like me and uh, I need to do something different so I don't botch it like he did. And that's kind of the purpose of the podcast. Also, I've created a report uh, that kind of outlines what you should be thinking about uh, to position your business to optimize and maximize the value of your business. And uh, you can just go to businessexitstories.com forward slash report and download that free report. And uh, you can reach me uh, through the podcast, uh, mstorm for Marvin Storm, mstorm at businessexitstories.com. Look forward to chatting with you and, you know, just learning more about your business and what your circumstances are. And there's no doubt in my mind that, uh, you know, everyone is going to exit their business, whether they want to or not. It's just under the terms and how much you're going to get for your business is really the question mark. Very well said. Thank you so much for sharing that. Marvin, this has been a great discussion. Thank you so much for sharing your insight with us. I really appreciate you coming on the show today. It's been delightful. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action in starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.